we would get the perfect oh, reading. Alright, so um, you want to talk about your initiative that nobody ever saw because nobody went to your stable talk. Dude! That's what yeah, you said? That's one of the things I want to talk about. I apologize. Why don't we just say, like, welcome to the 2017 DerbyCon oh, podcaster meetup? Wouldn't that be nice? There, there you go. Good. We Thank you, Mr. Nerd. I can't remember now. Something, something shit storm. There's yeah. something shit. Well, okay, so there's some kind of storm. There's some kind of. Is this already right. rated? We're recording. So yeah, this is the 2017 third annual oh, uh, podcaster meetup. Uh, podcasters. Wait a minute, I was never invited. Okay, oh, you add so much color to this. Uh, we'll fix this in post. So this is the 2017 Derby Con. It's the third annual podcaster with podcasters. Woohoo! Um, with us this uh, week, uh, year as always, is. Uh, go ahead, Bill. Are you asleep? Bill Gardner, Gardner, also known as Auntie. Okay. Um, yep, pass the, pass yeah, the mic, there you Pass go. the plate, pass the mic, whatever. Just talk, you're on your couch. Miss Bat. Okay. I'm Miss Bat. That's it? She's just like, I'm Miss Bat. I need no further introduction. <laughs> Get with it. God, you put me on the spot. Suddenly, everybody's shy. Ben Heisey with the Rally Scary Podcast. Nice. Hi there. This is Stephen Bernstein, or Sciatic Nerd, from Security Endeavors. Thanks so much. I have a mic. I think it's on. <laughs> this is Amanda from Breaking Down Security. Wait, who gave Amanda a live mic? Wait Something's gone tragically <laughs> wrong. Okay. Andrew Cal here from Defensive Security Podcast. And Jerry Bell from Defensive Security. Should be Wait a minute. From Amanda Bernstein Security what? Podcast. Hold on, we're introducing other people back here, too. Aaron Natu of Aaron Natu. No, no, all right. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, that's a fantastic roll call going on there. Yeah. Great. Jeremy, uh, Cyborg00101, uh, local government. Very nice. Is that the name of the podcast? Or actually the Hello. Oh, yeah. And Brian from Breaking Down Security. I shouldn't mention that I'm from Rebooted. Yeah, you're the Rebooted. There we go. So that was Mr. Betcher. I'm Brian from Breaking Down Security. I am the Brian. You're the Mr. Betcher. Get it right. Sorry. We all have roles, okay? Brian and the Brian. We'll fix that in post. Way to go all Um, current events. I heard someone refer to uh, Brian and Brian as Brian squared or B squared uh, earlier today. Well, Brian Brake is... It, I'm yeah, already, it's Brian Betcher and Brian Brake, so it's we're screwed either Actually, way. It's like quads. So just be squared. Yeah. It's be all squared. good. Just oh. be squared. Brian squared squared. Brian, yeah, I don't know that that how that math works. Doesn't yeah. matter. No. So everybody came to DerbyCon for different reasons. Why did we all come? I'll start with uh, Jerry because he or, and Andy because uh, you know, they, they have the most intelligent looking faces right now. <laughs> <laughs> They've also got podcast branded shirts too. That's right. Uh, I, yes, these are these are. Aren't these handsome? Aren't these handsome? Podcasted branded shirts. We don't make enough money. I need oh. tank tops oh. too. So yeah, um, <laughs> I, I, I'm here to, uh, to 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 hang with the people. Nice. Right. You're a people person. I'm a, well, not really. No, wait. But I but I but I kind of like people sometimes. Sometimes. In small quantities. <laughs> is that like small batch quantities? What is yes. that like barrel store barrel? I came because Jerry's parole officer wouldn't let him leave the state without me. <laughs> <laughs> now you flew him. Which one was a steward? Was like like no, that's Uber true. Yeah. We, I was. I was. Worst I was, Uber ever. I don't know. It was pretty good. Yeah, we did fly private aviation up here, and it was. Uh, it was good. Uh, it was. 
not cheap. You you, you flew. Well, all the way up. Right? No! Oh my gosh! Is that legal? Can you say that out loud? <laughs> Mile <laughs> High Club, baby. <laughs> So not yeah, in, not in Georgia. We uh, yeah, it was good. We had some thunderstorms on the way up, but otherwise it was good. And uh, Jerry's like, "This is beats driving by a lot." Yeah, and sure. then I told him how much it costs, and he cried a little. I, oh, I, I, yeah. really? <laughs> is gas expensive? Uh, w- without getting into too many details, a very very short version of this trip will probably be twelve hundred dollars a plane rental. Yeah, this is, I think, the most expensive way to get to, to yeah. ThirtyCon, except for taking a cab. But, but, but wait, no, no, no. So you save all this time on all the other stuff, though, right? All the layovers in other places. So it costs more, but that gave you freedom to go at the time you wanted to go. Absolutely. I yeah. Right. So. Yeah. Okay. But nobody cares about that. We'll move yeah. on. <laughs> so, Bill, you had an, an interesting talk, right? Wait, we're skipping why everybody else came? Yeah. Oh, yeah. no, no. no go ahead. Wait a minute. I put my notes away. Well, your notes? No, no, no. We're going we're to talk about why <laughs> you Were we came. supposed to bring notes? All right. How about we're you, talking Ms. about Bat. why you came. Ms. Yeah. Bat. Oh, wow. Hi. Right? Why, why did you come? Um, <clears throat> so this was actually supposed to be my con-free 2017. Oh, so I was just uh, only going to go to my our Franklin and I, our own B-Sides hmm. event, and then uh, the DEF CON, you know, black hat thing. Um, but Dave Kennedy asked me if I would come back and do the resume interview workshop for attendees again this year because right. we had such a, a remarkable success last year for something we put together like three days before the conference. So I came back and it was super cool. Um, how, did, how did it go this year? Uh, so this year we had about 50 folks come through wow. to get their resumes or um, mock interviews or both. And we had... Uh, counting uh, Hacks for Pancakes, Leslie and I, 31 volunteers. Wow. Uh, we ran four hours. And in that time, we had three people come in while we were running our workshop to tell us they had job offers last year after participating in our workshop before they even left Derby. And then I had two people today. That's so awesome. That's awesome. Nice. Yeah. How many, uh, yeah, that's a measure of success. That's outstanding. Yeah. How many people did you make cry during your mock interview? I don't, I don't play Stump the Chump with my interviews. <laughs> So my goal is to help uh, our poor, our uh, poor hackers lacking soft skills to to kind of understand that now it's a little different interviewing now than it was even ten years ago, and that you're going to get culture fit questions that maybe you wouldn't have gotten ten years ago. Diversity questions, um, questions about challenges, problem solving. Like they can jam the technical, but they don't really they choke when you ask like the white guy so tell me how important it is to have a you know a diverse team and then they just kind of don't know how to answer and so you want to ask them this before the first time they get asked it yeah so the the behavioral interview is is a is a big deal now for sure and technical folks have a challenge on their hands and and that's that's awesome what's the the answer to that question well is there a good answer to that question I, I think there's a, a pretty good a- answer, or s- several answers I've heard that were kind of mind-blowing, but if you can approach the question honestly and, and truthfully by examining the question for yourself, then I think you come up with the best answer, but diversity doesn't mean just women or, or gender or LGBTQIA or black or white or, you know, it, or... It also spans like socioeconomic backgrounds, educational backgrounds. Did you learn to code on the job? Did you learn to code in a classroom? Um, diversity 
spans this whole spectrum. So you you have to imagine that if you're only if your team is made up of only one, let's say, demographic or type of person from let's and and certainly we know there are a lot of white men in our field, so it's not meant to to pick on white men. It's just that there happen to be a lot of you in our field. Um, but if your team is made up of one gender, one demographic, and say you all come from the same educational background because your employer requires a, bas a bachelor's degree, right? Right, right? You've kind of excluded this whole, you know, 90% of this community that could bring talent from these different places. So you're saying I should cancel my cloning program? <laughs> I'm well, trying more of you. I, I, think that I didn't say I was cloning me. Oh. <laughs> understand maybe what's happening on the other side of the fence that they may not even understand. They, employers may not realize that their job listings are, are kind of written in a biased way. Um, so things like Textio are great. You can run your job description through that and it'll tell you if you've kind of wait, eliminated wait. some groups. I really want to jump back yeah. for a second. You said a what site helps you analyze that? Uh, it's an application, Textio. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's, yeah. Um, there are more. Check GitHub for, you know, just little little ways like coders are trying to find ways to check for unconscious bias in language oh wow it, there's there's some cool tools well, out. and I also have become aware that that certain well in at least some situations the those who are actually looking to hire folks run into issues with uh, the way they have to word the job posting so that it doesn't address any one group or they genericize it so they're not giving away trade secrets so it's very, very challenging to write everything. It doesn't matter. I mean, it's all very specific. Yeah. So these, uh, the questions that are asked them in these behavior interviews, I mean, some of the applicants have no idea. Uh, I've never heard of these questions like, tell me about, their, tell me about yourself. They stumble on that question. You know, that's, that's a 10-minute answer right there. Could be, yeah. For sure. And I think that if you can ask people, um, you know, what they're passionate about, and and if people going into interviews know to maybe have something ready to talk about. Right. You have a project on GitHub you're proud of, you participated in the CTF that you had a lot of fun, like that's the kind of stuff I wanna wanna hear about in interviews. So when you open up that cultural piece, you know, it really lets the potential employer know whether or not you're gonna be fit on their team. The problem is just that a lot of folks haven't had experience interviewing or a lot of us have just been doing the same thing for a long time and want to change jobs and realize that the, the questions have changed. Uh, and there are also folks like junior analysts who have no idea what to expect in, say, a technical panel. And that's very overwhelming. The first technical interview that I ever went for, I showed up at NASA and there were five engineers at a oh, table gosh. and like I almost shit myself. I was terrified. I had no idea that that was what I was supposed to expect, you know. So if we can kind of just prep them for the different scenarios they might encounter, maybe they'll do better in the job interview. I really believe the talent's out there. We just haven't figured out a way to, like... Cross that hump. Yeah, get, right? get them to, like... Figure out how they can engage and feel like they can express themselves yes. in a way that allows their resources that they can't... You know, the things they can do, the creativity, the, the, the challenges, the problems they can solve how to engage so that they get that opportunity. I mean, 
I want to throw over to, to Amanda, who actually has, has definitely shown that you can grow in your in your field and really grow and do, oh, gosh. <laughs> for, for the audience viewers, I'm being stared at quite, quite uh, aggressively right now <laughs> by 10 white dudes, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I've just ignored everything everybody said so far and kind of done my own thing. But I did I did help with the with the whole, you know, mock interview resume thing and one of the things that I hadn't thought about is there was a guy that I interviewed and helped with his resume and he came up and he was confused why he would walk into some interviews and some people would say, Well tell me about yourself even though he's already given them a three page resume already telling them about himself well it turns out most people don't read it <laughs> but let the computer do it now right yeah, and yeah. The ele- they want the elevator pitch right they yeah yeah so so learn there. yeah i mean just practicing about yourself on how how to actually sum up your resume in the matter of two or three minutes you know so maybe they didn't read it sum up the entire resume that you have so you actually get past like Fumbling over yourself and what you're supposed to actually talk about. I, I hired people. I was uh, basically a hiring manager for probably ten years, and um, it's hard to get to know somebody in fifteen or twenty minutes. And that's one of the reasons they need to have a resume that stands out. Um, and it's just tough. It's a roll of the dice for the employer and for the person who's looking for a job and. The last thing you want to do is give somebody, especially if they really need a job, not give them the job. So it's kind of it can be emotional as well. But standing out as a candidate, uh, there's all kinds of different things you can do. One of which is being very um, knowledgeable about the company that you're interviewing with. So do OSINT on the company you're going to interview with. So you can talk about some of the things you've seen online, which is a big thing. The other thing is not to have a messy resume. Most resumes beyond two pages, I never wrote, I never read. In fact, I pitched them. Now, that's a real disservice to people who have been working for a very long time, like old people like myself. (laughs) But, you know, some of us have gone through multiple careers, and maybe that's time that uh, I spent counting hot dogs on the conveyor belt just wasn't really prevalent or relevant to what I'm doing now. You do realize that is some kind of bizarre, um, well, that that's a really strange coded message there, talking about the dudes in InfoSec. That's just really strange. Uh, just throwing that out there sideways. I, I want to actually take I this. I every time I come to a conference. Oh, gosh. <laughs> you know, there's one other tip I would throw out there that, that um, when you get to a point in the interview where you're getting interviewed and they ask if you have any questions... Ask By God, have you better questions. have some exactly. questions. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Not better not be <laughs> about money. What are the benefits? Right, right. right. Well, you yeah. should yeah. not, in the first interview, you should not do that. That should goes to your point. Know about the company. Yeah. Have good questions ready to go to show your interest level. Yeah. And there's so many times I see folks who are like, no, no questions. You know, it's funny. I actually got hit up by a guy overseas, and he was like... Wait, hit up or hit on? Hit on. Careful. Yeah. No, it was on Twitter, um, and I, t- I said, yeah, you should do OSINT on companies. He's like, over here in Europe, you're getting in trouble for doing that stuff. And I'm like, look, all this shit's public. 
You can't. You can do. You should be able to get, do OSINT on that, or OSINT on the people who are interviewing with open you. Open source. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I don't think the guy got it. I don't I think he worked for one of the big four, and he's like, "Oh, you shouldn't do OSINT on people because that's not right." Well, did like, he think you were running MMAP scans or something? I don't know. No, oh. we made that delineation that you know we just you should be able to go to Facebook, you should be able to go to LinkedIn, you should be able to find out who you're interviewing with. Or, you know, exactly. Well, I I would have skipped the last not the last place I was employed, but one of the places I was employed at for like a six month period of time. I would have skipped that job if I would have seen what their IP address space was on Shodan. Well, yeah, but, but, but okay, but but that aside, in, in a way, you still have to credit that job with getting you where you are now, because you would say, "I know what never to do I mean, again." It was my first security role. <laughs> well, they you know, there were the some title. companies that have a special sombrero they have to wear, so that yeah, yeah you know, I sat there well, you're interviewing the company as well as they're interviewing you. You mm-hmm. might decide it's not the culture you want to get into, Correct. where it may culture not be for you. Um, well, you had any? Stories about bad bosses? Well, well actually, Adrian shaved his beard. <laughs> I'm sorry, this is probably the entire conversation oh in the room. God. I haven't seen that what? man's chin in... Well, that sounds weird. There, I haven't seen his chin in years. There's a face under I that. I have not seen that face for wow. years. He's going to be able oh. to eat soup again. Yeah, I can eat soup again. Yeah, yeah. So, oh, God. So, oh, oh. oh. Something, on, on the something has gone tragically wrong. I don't know. <laughs> it's called derailment, and, yeah. and we're actually professionals at it because everyone here probably. No, I speak for myself. Squirrel. And yes, derailed. there yeah. it is. So, so on the topic of OSINT and resumes, um, in some jurisdictions, technically, to even do any OSINT, you're supposed to have a private investigator's license. There's a couple of states in the U.S. that that's the technical side of it. I don't know how well it's enforced. So you have to have an investigator's license to look at a website? Technically, if you're doing OSINT collection, that's the technical piece of it. I understand what but you're saying, but how do you prove it? That That's the enforcement part. I don't know yeah. how well and it's And I guess if you're in that state and you're going in for a security role, they might know about that. Absolutely. I don't know. I think you're better off asking forgiveness than asking permission. Especially if, if I'm an employer, I expect you to look. At oh, my website, yeah. and I expect you to know who works there and what we do because, in the end, the security person or even the IT person is going to are going to be enabling business. And if you don't understand the business, it's going to be hard for you to play your role. Right. Know more about the company than what's on the first page of the website. I agree. But you know, continuing down the the resume rabbit hole, um, with a lot of the tell me about yourself to go back to that for a moment. Um, I don't see it too often, but I've heard of instances where people just give completely bogus data on the resume. So, you know, take a minute or two, summarize your experience. That's a test to see how well you've got it down pat to make sure that what you're saying is consistent with what's on your resume. Oh, yeah. As a hiring manager, I don't trust anything on a resume. I've no. Absolutely. So you don't trust anyone's resume? That's correct. Explain. So what's the point of it? It has to be verified. Yeah. So, so if, if someone says to me that they've got certain skill sets or they know certain technologies, I'm going to ask them questions about it and find out if they really do. But how do you know that they've made that? Okay. So it just gives you a, lo- a launching off point when you're exactly. asking the questions in the interviews. Yes, yeah. okay. exactly. And again, it's a d- roll of the dice. You know, I, I've hired employees that were just completely unfit for the role, but based upon their resume and their, their interview, I thought they were... They hung the moon. I thought they were the best thing since sliced bread, 
but once they started in those working for me, I realized it was a complete mistake. You put it on your resume, it's fair game. So how could you change your interview process then to catch that? You can't. People are social engineers, and people can social engineer their ways into jobs. So I what about say, references? I would argue that a little bit. I would say more interviews with an individual. I prefer multiple times, multiple, ideally three or four, including wow. a social setting like coffee. Yeah. Where you disarm them, you get out of a formal environment, and you just talk. I think that's Jason Statham you're thinking. I, I actually prefer the interviews where they're not like, you know, you need a suit and tie or something to come in and talk because it's very uncomfortable. It sets me on edge because I'm not used to wearing I'm comfortable in a suit and tie. Yeah, yeah but you're rare. I know. You're the exception. You're academia. So you're in academia. That's your, dog. that's your bag. I used to work a law firm. That's your bag. You got socks like uh, old dog. What's uh, what's his name up in Canada? You know, and you know he has a sock thing. Um, Steven, the PM Trudeau. 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 Yeah, Mr. Trudeau. Oh, um, yeah, he has a sock thing. It's a thing. So I was trying to figure out where we were going. I, the last the info are we talking about sock fetishes? Squirrel. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. The last, yes. the last couple interviews I've had has been like, okay, yeah, um, we're gonna meet at a Starbucks. You know, I asked, what's the what's the. It, it actually was a negative. Sure. They said if you came too dressed. What? Because right. you were seen as L seven uh, square, you know. You should dress I, yeah. so, for the job that you want. Job. If you're working in this a role, this is work clothes right here. Uh, that's yeah, what I'm this saying. is work clothes. If I showed I up, more than but here's what's upside. <laughs> I, I work for a financial. Are you a developer? A bank, a big I bank. And I had somebody show up in jeans, tennis shoes, big, no, no. and a ratty shirt. Right. For an interview. Right. That will not work. What was the inter- What was he going for? Security. Vice president of security engineering. Okay. Hold on. I, I showed up. Showed up in a oh. nice defensive section. I think they would have been hired on the spot. In the same way, if you're interviewing for the job, driving the truck that goes around and picks up dumpsters, which is an honorable profession, you probably would not show up wearing uh, a bow tie right. and, and you know a blazer right. because that would not be appropriate. So you have to dress to the culture. Finance is very formal. Sure. Law firms, very formal. Academia, very formal. There are people, not particularly, most professors bad. professors dress like they're homeless. <laughs> and there's a reason. Have you ever seen what they pay for professors? Um, <laughs> what? What? I'm serious. I mean, I took a pay cut to go in academia, and, and, and I, it's very rewarding to be there because all of my students like what I do. But um, unless you're a dean... Or a vice president, they don't wear. I mean, people don't wear no, ties. No, I'm probably one. Yeah. Only, I get. I people yell at me because they say I dress too nice, and I'm like, this is, this is me. But isn't that yeah? Isn't that a cultural thing in academia, but also a personal choice in a lot of cases? It's a personal choice, I think, in in every case. I mean, I did my talk in a, in a bow tie, and were you uh, wearing anything else? No. <laughs> A smile. <laughs> no, I basically dressed as if I were giving a lecture because to me that's how I felt comfortable. And, and to look at it from the social engineering perspective, I mean, you're not going to try, like if you're trying to gain access to, say, a factory, you're not going to come in a three-piece suit. You're going to actually show up wearing whatever they wear. That's right. So you're going to want to do your reconnaissance. You know, yes. If you have the time, sit out, find out what people are wearing when they're coming in and out. I just straight up asked the recruiter, what's the dress code? That's you know. what you probably should do. I wore a tutu yeah, right. to my job interview. And I bet and you win. I you bet do. you win. You did not. You wore what? I, I wore a tutu to my job interview. I respectfully disagree. I think that you should just... Okay, 
it de- maybe there's the it depends piece, right? But I think you should just just be yourself from the get go. Like, if you do your recon in the company, right? Then you know whether the company is the place that you want to like. Well, you make a good point. You may self-select out, right? Not. Like, yeah, if, if you walk in and it's a formal environment, you don't want to be formal. You self-select out. That's well, no, yeah, I, I, you I can't still disagree with that too. I, I disagree with that as well because I went into a place I liked the team I would be working with, the environment around that team far more formal than I expected. So just going in and cutting loose was not the right move. But the team I worked on, oh, they cut loose all the time. But the rest of the audience, you have to kind of adapt it. Exactly. Yeah, I worked at a hospital forever, and the hospital had a super strict dress code. Uh, I, no visible tattoos. Wait, Amanda, you were the patient at the mental institute. You didn't know <laughs> <laughs> You just thought you worked at the I hospital. Died. When they said I you, you felt were... like I worked there after being there for so okay. long. <laughs> when, when they tell you to dress for the job you want, the, the, the outfit should not tie in the back with the sleeves and the wrists and the whole thing. I'm sorry. I'm kidding. Everybody ignore him. We get it, Amanda. You wore a, that thing. Scrubs. Scrubs. Oh, that's not what I was thinking. Scrubs are so hard. <laughs> uh, but yeah, All this talk of straight jackets is turning me on. Oh, my God. There's the explicit tag. Okay. I've been trying for a red card all my life. Brian Brake um, said that. <laughs> but, yeah, um... I mean, I, but I love the team that I worked with. So, I mean, it depends on your situation. I mean, you said it depends. I don't like to go places to work. I just want to I like stay. Yeah, I wear my pajamas every day. So, I just only work places where I can work from home. I only have three rules. I only work from home. And I can't be bound to your schedule. And I just only travel when I feel like it. Oh, awesome. I wish I could do that. Going back to the uh, verifying the resumes. Um, we've I've had specific experience with people completely, I would say, making up certifications um, and then asking them to articulate those certifications and not being able to even explain the acronyms they have on their resumes. Um, and there's so many certifications out there that you do have to question because there might be one you don't know. So you certified can make up a um, certified a cat handler. certification that starts with a G and nobody would know. That's called I think that, that's where I think like the CISSP how you have an identification number. I think something like that is really really valuable because then you can go and look up that this yeah. person's legit and it's actually them. So I think more PIA search should have that. And also the OSCP you can Right. Look it up. And and honestly HR back? departments that I've dealt with and it's been a few of them, they just give up honestly on trying to uh, verify these because there's so many organizations that they don't really even know if these organizations are real because they don't know from a technology perspective. And, you, and now you have digital badges even. Yeah. You get a SANS or a CISSP or something. You can go to their LinkedIn and it's actually validated through a third party. I think a claim is who does it. You can actually go and see, hey, this is legit. Um, I mean, there's a verification as well, but that's more time. I never put mine on LinkedIn LinkedIn. because I felt like I was leaking too much information, but maybe it's a good idea. Well, there's there's an app idea right there. Whoever wants to build the uh, application that unifies all certification identification together, uh, you could probably make a lot of money. (laughs) And then we'll have yet another badge that unites all the other badges. The certified badge Badge of badges. I would like to state something that I think is a truism in InfoSec and that we can all agree on that we'll never agree on fucking anything. Careful. I completely disagree. Hey, no, no, no. No, we have to mark this as mature. Thanks, Bill. 
So, okay, so even though we can't agree on things, I think that's actually the beauty of the industry itself. But it makes me tired. Self-checking? There's a difference between having debate and having a shit show, which we've seen this week. And Every I know week. Oh people Every don't week. want to go into this. So we only got through three people of why they're here. <laughs> nice. Good set. Good set. Right. So why are you here? This is Ben. He's handsome. He's wearing a nice green top. He's giving me this look with his pouty oh, eyes. Oh, look at him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he, he is ben, blushing. What, what, ben, what's your sign? Right now. What's your sign, Ben? What's my sign? I think it's a Capricorn. I have no idea. Girls just say my sign says no. Oh. Yeah. Yield. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so why am I here? That is Do not enter. That is a good question. Um, one way. <laughs> Hold on. He was telling us why he's here. This is my fault. <laughs> it is like 30 cats in here. So uh, a week ago, Sean Metcalf said, hey, I have a ticket. And I was like, oh, sweet. I guess I'll go to Derby Con then. So I, I booked it. So easy. <laughs> Done. Simple. Good. Okay. Okay. So that's Great like story, crime of... Opportunity. <laughs> what, what, crime of opportunity. What, what, what are you saying over there? Hi. Um, so I'm actually, uh, I come to support and help with audiovisual work with Iron Geek and the team here to try and, I feel it's very important to, to share the information that comes out of these conferences because it might give someone else the, the impetus to just go that one step further for themselves and, and for others. And it, it's, it's great fun. And uh, by the way, hi back to the, the team back at uh, Dangerous Minds podcast. Uh, these guys are also very supportive. They, they're they like, hey, we understand that there are podcasts out there that you're part of. Come and help us with ours, too. And that's really what helps all of this, is that we all basically see the need to help grow one another. Like weeds, really. No, wait, that's that's not it. Next! Oh, for Pete's sake, I'm yawning over here. I had something I want to say, and I couldn't remember what it was. I podcast for fun. Who podcasts to make money? Probably nobody here. My podcasters have yet to pay me. I keep on waiting for my check in the, the mail, the, I guess. I brought your... It, I brought it's your post-dated for three years. What was that, Brian? It's post-dated three years in the future, so don't. Ca- <laughs> it'll, it'll come next week. Don't cash it yet. Yeah, don't cash it yet. Don't I'm just trying it. to point out we all do this, and it's a labor of love. Dang it's right. not that we're making money. Dang right. Amanda, why are you Bill's here? supposed to pay me, too. I'm, like, double-dipping on podcasts. I brought your shoes back. What else Wait, do you want? What? I don't know were, you done, <laughs> were you done wearing <laughs> them? Or something? What kind of segue was that? <laughs> you, were, you were done wearing and them. And finally, my stilettos stuff. make it back home. <laughs> Please, do they still fit? Have they changed size? They've they stretched they're... quite a bit, but I think I can work. <laughs> There's a bumper sticker for you. I'm not going to talk about that. <laughs> so why are you here? Why am I here? This is the first derby con I've not spoke at since I've been coming other than the first one, I guess. Okay. First one was a train wreck. Did you come to the first one? I came to the second one. Okay. I've been here With since. With my husband. been here since whole year one. Yeah. Everyone no, raise your hand. Here, not, not I tend to go home from time to time after the derby cons. Yeah. This is my, I've been here since. Nobody asked you, Bill. It's my turn for the mic. I'm trying to talk over here. I'm talking I have here. the magic, I have magic take speaking this. stick. Take this. 
Focus. So I am I am here because I'll never miss another DerbyCon. It was my first information security conference, and uh, <laughs> Jesus, I love. You can do it. Power I, through. I, I love DerbyCon, Jerry and I helped. Jerry Andrew's pointing at me. <laughs> <laughs> He's I helped not using his hands. I helped Wait, with uh, Miss Batten, Miss X for Pancakes Woo-hoo. resume slash. Interview workshop, which was awesome. By, by the way, I will and say that's awesome. Thank you for yeah, that. I appreciate it. Amazing. That. I learned so much from that guy. His name was Dave Corsay or whatever. Great. So uh, I put it on the gist. I'm just going to plug out. the gist. Go for it. I'm just going to plug the gist. It's on the gist. And the goal is to like let everybody contribute things they think. And I'll tweet out the link, which I've done a few times. But if you can add any things you think would be helpful for interviewees or interviewers. The, I want to just have this thing be a format that people can pull down and take to their own B-sides yeah. or their own conferences. I don't want to run this thing like I want it to just run itself everywhere. That's all. I have, I have a question actually about the gist because I'm, so I'm giving a talk tomorrow on blockchain security and I'm planning on like releasing all of that, all of my research open source. I have it in a gist right now. Um, but you can't, the thing with GIST is like you can't, unlike a GitHub or like a Git repo, you can't actually do like a pull request. You right. have to fork it and then link it and then like actually go and pull down that repo and then Sucks. merge it in. So it's okay. So there's, you haven't found it. I'm moving all my shit to GitHub. Okay. It, the only reason it was in GIST is because I was like sitting and I had an epiphany and it's a quick way right. to like type and get the shit out. And um, people did do like fork it and they did some format changes for yeah. me, which was cool. But just put your shit on GitHub. And I'm sorry, poop. Put your poop on GitHub. It's too late. It's too late. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's okay. Yeah. I've already screwed it up. Yeah, no, I don't think I have anything else to say, yeah. so go for it. Uh, yeah, so I'm here because this is actually my first DerbyCon. Uh, thank you. Uh, and I'm speaking, like I said, tomorrow about blockchain security. And yeah, I, I've heard so many good things about DerbyCon that I've wanted to come forever. And uh, glad I could finally make it. And it's been amazing. Honestly, it's been amazing. Uh, so I'll definitely be back every year, regardless of speaking or not. Well, pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> <He's prepared. laughs> uh, so I've, I've been to DerbyCon. I've been a long time, of, well, four years. Um, spoke last year. Um, honestly, we, we, we always come here. Uh, it's a work within local government. Uh, we try to always bring the innovative buzzword stuff to local government um, especially the stuff that you can do without the buzzy have you heard uh, of blockchain <laughs> <laughs> it needs to be renamed to cyber blockchain I, I like yeah the, video I hear it solves everything cyberspace yeah. kill chain blockchain wait to see the article I wrote about it it, lead with like it needs to be advanced super advanced, advanced. Yeah. machine learning yeah. machine learning synergy in the cloud, oh. advanced next generation <laughs> APT protection, advanced persistent blockchain. Ooh, that's what I. That's what we need. So yeah, so we try to uh, kind of cut through all that stuff uh, and kind of update the local government community. Um, a lot of stuff I involved in is within local government, especially stuff you could do with almost no budget, or just literally what everything exists already in the in the, all the computers and all the technologies, right? Um, so it's all the tax money that's going there, you know. Um, so uh, we try to get through all that and, and really try to get out to the community. Um, so that's why we're here. Cool. Um, I'm here. Um, this is my first DerbyCon as well. Um, it's uh, relatively close to a home base in Knoxville, and uh, I wanted to compete in the uh, 
social engineering capture the flag, so uh, results are pending. Ooh, good luck. I think you want to hear about my project? Yes, please. And eh, just watch my talk. <laughs> okay, go, go. <laughs> that was worse than a tweet. Um, okay, so um, I think this is really... This originally started with uh, Defensive Security and BreakSec, and we invited a bunch of other people. And, you know, I always like coming to DerbyCon because it's the one that isn't DEFCON or Black Hat. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't like a lot of crowds, and this allows you to escape. You know, there are, there are quiet places where you can go. Uh, it's really family-friendly uh, environment. We had a lot of kids here today, I noticed, um, mm-hmm. just for the weekend. One of my so, workers brought her son. Right on. Oh, wow. Right on. Cool. Um, and, you know, it's... People just give away tickets. I gave away a ticket to my friend in Lexington. She drove up here. You know, she wants to break into InfoSec. And I was like, look, they gave me a press pass for some ungodly reason. I already used my training ticket. I got my thousand, you know, thousand bucks out of it from Fuzzy Knops. So it's useless to me right now. So just go ahead and take it. And uh, she met so many cool people. She's, uh, you know, hope, uh, hope she'll be inspired to, to join the InfoSec ranks. Um, it's a hard slog. You know, many of us, uh, many of us don't make it. You know, uh, I. I got people in Seattle who are, you know, telling me they can't find a job. You know, they're wait a minute, there's a, I thought there was all these cyber jobs for cyber people. No, dude, there are just some people that are in infosec that just I don't know what it is, but they they have trouble getting a job. Maybe it's just not. Maybe they're just really picky and they're looking for the quote unquote perfect job. Yeah, I, I think there may be some behavioral issues as well. For some maybe of they folks. need to go to an interview and resume uh-huh. workshop. I think that's yeah. actually a key thing. It's something that actually. Uh, Stacy Banks had said, and I've heard from others like like Miss Carhart, that basically there's, it, well, from Stacy it was be willing to do a job that no one else wants to do. Right. In other words, instead of trying to say this is the only job I want, showing up and saying I want to do this job because it's available. You pay your dues, however long that takes, and see if there's another turn to take right. or make. In the right. same way, my students, some of them have the expectation that they're going to graduate become the vice president. It doesn't yeah, work that no. way. And I think that people who want to come into security think they're going to come in and become cyber ninja, cyber ninja to penetration testers. And I'm like, no, you're going to spend some time in a sock. You're going to have yeah. to do, do the, work. the grunt work yeah. before that. So my talk was called uh, how, uh, the cyber skills gap or the skills gap, yeah. how do we fix it? And it was more a talk about I'm asking a question. Let's start a discussion. So I'm going to throw up a domain. I have an email address, which is info at skillsgap, the skillsgap.org. <laughs> I don't even... That doesn't sound like a fish, potentially. Yeah. Not at the all. Skillsgap.org. Yeah, dot But I think what I'm going to do is that... Dot BZ. Dot com. probably put it up on GitHub because that way we people can contribute and come up we I mean, we have NIST. We have all these these you know government driven top down things that we're supposed to be doing in order to educate people who come into our community. They've never asked the actual hackers. So my idea is to ask the people in the field what skills do people who are coming into this field need, and there has to be more than one right. path to a job. Oh, Whether that be university, certificate, or community-based training, which it's is something that we're doing in West Virginia now, is we take people who live in, uh, like in Richwood, West Virginia, a town of about 2,000 people. Oh, wow. A guy moved there from Silicon Valley because he figured out he could buy a house 
for as much as he paid for his truck. Wow. And so, I yeah, really expensive truck. In, or. But it's in West Virginia. Well, that is in West Virginia. And it is a nice truck. Careful, careful. Anyway. Continue. I'm, I'm going to stop. Dude, no, I'm, 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 gonna, I'm going on strike. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> so, okay. I beat into InfoSec. I didn't. I didn't. Hey, what do you mean? What does that mean? You beat just a, you, got, you know, like most gangs, you either you know, get in through other ways or you get well, beat I in. Mean, so I got beat in. We, I came through like I, I was a system administrator, fell in emphasis. Um, but you know, we need to think maybe about information security as a trade as well as a profession. Oh, which is totally, which was totally different from my talk last year, which was basically basically making our profession more professional. It's possible that we can train people to maybe are unemployed coal miners or recent high school graduates to do a specific job. And we're still examining this community-based approach, but there we have community-based approaches now where you know people like the guy I'm talking about uh, at Richwood Scientific started a um, took an abandoned building and redid it. And now they teach Python. For free, right? To anyone who wants to sign up and take right. it, and then he started a company called Silicon Holler, and they take contracts for full stack developers. Wow! So, and now the people he's training are now training other people. So, you know, it's just it's just hopeful. Now, I'm not sure we can do that with InfoSec, but that's something we're looking at. I, I love the idea of the apprentice or adept. Uh, right. So I mean, it, it, you know, it, I don't know if it debases it by saying, you know, when, when plumbers go out and they do plumbing, they join a union or they, they have an apprentice that they right. bring on who works underneath like a master plumber for so many years. Well, and even then, if you're a doctor, right? Yeah, yeah. You still intern. You, you have to in- do an internship. Yeah. So uh, there's an opportunity for people to mentor people into the field that way, too. A lot of people are out there looking for mentors. And... I'll volunteer. If you want to talk to me, just hit me up. I'll get on Skype or Google Hangouts. That's No, but that's it. I think you've hit on a very, very powerful concept, the, the concept of, of mentorship, right. of the need for all of us who have either half a clue or no people who have clues to share those with other people, which, again, ties right back to the con movement in general, the idea that, hey, there's knowledge out there, share it. Right. right. And also, you know... As a hiring manager, I probably should come and help you all with your project. You uh, should have, but you didn't. I know, I saw. <laughs> um, wow. Passive aggressive. Minus No, just aggressive. Yeah. <laughs> if you want someone to interview you, hit me up. I'll call you up on Skype. We'll get on um, Google Hangouts. So, so bringing it back to DerbyCon, what, what are the best talks going on so far? Mine. <laughs> Obviously, it, it's your it's your humility that everyone appreciates. Question out. I I, I really enjoyed the uh, the PowerShell defense talk. Which one? Uh, the one by help me, Jerry. Uh, Lee Holmes. Lee Holmes. Yeah. I'll be honest. I, I only get to like one or two talks a day because I get so busy with LobbyCon, and which is very valuable to me. There's talks. Yeah. So I, I would almost say for me the most valuable thing is talking to other people, which is sad because there's a lot of great talks, and I always say I'm going to watch them later. I don't always do that. Right. Well, that's human nature. There's only so much time in a day. How many people will we see here that we won't see again until next year? Because I don't go to Black Hat and I don't go to DEF CON. So I know Brian. I probably won't see him until next Derby. It depends on... Brian every week. It depends on the state of the restraining orders. You don't even Facebook buddies. Wait a minute. (laughs) I see your Twitter icon all the time. There you go. I'm so sorry. No, but that's... 
go, go, about go. you guys? You should change that, by best the way. Best talks or best uh, things. We, we had a, there was a great talk on lateral movement uh, detection. Uh, I don't remember Which exactly one? who it was, but it was by uh, the Peruvian, and I'm not trying to be... Uh, he, he was, the Peruvian? He <laughs> was extremely... Like a... uh, uh, apparently, they created potatoes, and they own McDonald's. Um, so he, uh, you have to see the talk to understand that. Would be bimbos, uh, not, it would be bimbos, not, not McDonald's. What is that? Potatoes. B- B- no, bimbos oh, is, is a local. Too, like, oh, no, no. <laughs> there's an E. There's an E. Oh. Bimbos is a Open local. Open the windows. Uh, Send your email. Hate to say it. He, he's gonna he's gonna love that Look, we're talking about proving, this right now. You know but. I'm telling the truth. That Bembo's is a local burger establishment that's preferred over other international brands. Just like Inca Cola is the thing. You know what they call it quarter pound? Don't, don't oh good lord. So, in so, Chile? Continue. No, 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 Back no. to the Peruvian, which sounds like a cool spy name. <laughs> right. So um, Right. Uh, so yeah, he definitely he talked about uh, lateral movement within just uh, checking out about five or six uh, window event logs or window event IDs. Uh, doing some analysis on those, uh, he created an open source tool, um, and uh, he's releasing that. And it, he literally targeted, uh, or not targeted, but identified his pen test and started emailing them while they were doing and traversing through the network, uh, and they were freaked out. So um, it was the first time that they uh, uh, that the pen testers felt violated. So um, it was yesterday. Um, I want to find his okay. name so we can oh, actually cool. give him credit. So while, while you're looking real quick, I, I, I want to say name. real quick that uh, I liked uh, Jim Nitterauer's talk today that kind of walked through his uh, kind of a history of the home computer as well as his path to InfoSec. Uh, he started out as like a, I think it was like a bio, uh, uh, molecular biologist or something and oh, wound up in InfoSec. Jim. That was Jim. So that's Jim. Yeah, and so I really like Jim Nitterauer's talk about that because it kind of walked through a whole process and that kind of weird path like you're talking about. Uh, on say about Mall just which way to Well, okay then. But no, d- anyway, so did you find that? Uh, yeah, I did. And, and just a point on Jim's talk is I really, I, I talked to him afterwards and what I really liked about his talk is he kind of ended on more of a motivational point where he talked about he, he, it doesn't matter about your degree. It doesn't matter about what other people have done. He said, just like pick up a book, start learning and you'll get somewhere. And Absolutely. that was, I think that yes. was really, really important because there's not too many talks that really have that kind of motivational, um, Inspirational side of things. It's Dude, more absolutely. just technical. But speaking stuff. of diversity, talk on uh, on like a uh, open source until I'm sorry, doing discovery, sort of mm-hmm. recon. Mm-hmm. Who did who did that talk? That was .net Russell on uh, Twitter. Um, okay, I was wondering that about was .net that. Russell. I was wondering about that because someone referred it to me, and it sounds almost just like an existing project. And I'm wondering if he's even aware of Lee Baird's Discover. Uh, or discovery, no. but anyway. Go ahead. Sorry, who was the Peruvian? Yeah, so the Peruvian. Uh, <laughs> I'm calling them the Peruvian now. <laughs> if, if this wasn't your Twitter handle, Twitter handle before, it really should be now. Um, it's Mauricio Velasco. Uh, the talk was called "Hunting Lateral Movement for Fun for Fun and Profit." And, and for those who don't know, all of these talks should be recorded and should be available online. Oh, yeah. Uh, Mix talk right. today is already on Iron Geek's yeah. site, and yeah. that happened yeah, literally yeah. a couple hours ago. So and, and the open source tool he had was, I believe it was called Oriana. Oriana. Uh, okay. yeah. so. Awesome. So, so, Amanda? Yes? What have you seen that you liked? Oh, be good. Oh, behave. Hmm. Oh, my God. <laughs> this right now. <laughs> um... I've not watched any talks. <laughs> so have you been doing lots of lobby content? I have been. I worked with Lee. I worked with Jesus <laughs> boys. Just give me one. Yeah, it's coming out this year. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
boy. I uh, cut cut all this out later. Um, I worked. I work. I have a. Really I have an over. Yeah. Hush, well, hush. I had a um, a project that I'm working on that I'm going to be giving a three-hour tutorial at the O'Reilly Security Conference for. Three-hour tutorial. And Lee was helping me with that earlier in the lobby while we were drinking, so that was fun. Um, so what is this tutorial It is Can you talk called, about it yet? Yeah, it's called... I don't remember the full title, but it's something about reversing the kill chain. Um, oh, because I have a... a cyber kill chain. Yeah, cyber kill chain. So a lot of times... So I work at an MSSP. I've worked at MSSP for a couple years. I just switched to a new one. And a lot of times I talk to executives that want alerts and monitoring broken down by threat, like cyber kill chain level, right? So there's the seven steps. They want to know that all seven steps are being covered. I thought there were 12 steps. Never mind. No, no, no. no. Different, you know, different, different program. program. You are feeling um, about a higher power after you've had an <laughs> So my 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 whole thing is I want to get as much specific information out there on how to deal with different common threats. So like ransomware, um, privilege misuse, uh, data exfiltration, that kind of stuff. Um, so they know exactly what to monitor on for what and what step of the kill chain it's at. And so there's no missing gaps for that kind of stuff. Nice. So you're yeah. filling the gaps of the kill chain. I am filling the gaps of the kill chain. Well, there you go. That's pretty yes. cool. Yeah. Cementing the kill chain. Yeah. Because, I mean, the kill chain's bullshit for a lot of stuff, right? <laughs> so you're saying um, this is more like the spackle? Yeah. The I mean, chain? most most things don't fall into the kill chain. Um, and that's another thing that I'll be covering. I mean, yeah. Microsoft covers it a little bit differently. They have, like, a two little loop-de-loop thing that they do instead of the seven-step kill chain. Um and different things fall into them differently depending on the type of attack that you have. And some things don't fall into them at all because they're not advanced persistent threats, which is what the kill chain was built for. Um, and not even... APT. Yeah, I mean, real, even real APTs from real, like, red teamers don't always fall into the seven-step kill chain. Well, because nothing's a perfect system. Right, right. So I'm trying to... Trying to augment that, and, yeah, yeah and, and, and fill in as much as I can so there's more coverage and easier. And outsource, well, not outsource, but open source the whole spreadsheet thing that I have that's in a pretty rainbow color. <laughs> Just make sure I, it makes it in my slides. For work. Awkward silence. What did you I see? saw, oh. What did you see? I, I'm sorry, do you want to go? No. I saw, um, a really cool stable talk uh, nice. out with the old in with the new GNU. <laughs> and nice. uh, nice. yeah, it was uh, shout out to Leslie Kohai. It was her first ever conference hey. talk. Woo. Yeah. And she knocked it out of the park. That's awesome. Wicked smart. But she talked a lot about um, tribal knowledge and how we all kind of got where we are through this like tradition of oral history or somebody teaches you on the job or even if they wrote a book like they wrote it because somebody showed them how to do the thing and that's how they've been doing it so just talking about how just because the way that you do it is the way that you you know like you might want to reevaluate and see if there's a better way but she was specifically narrowing down to like command line Mm -hmm. and how you can be more efficient on the command line and she talked a little bit about 
um, minor changes you can make to the way you grab or pipe that will use less resources to make you less detectable oh, cool. when you're on the server. So it was it was really cool talking. I don't know if they recorded the table talks, but if they did, they did. They did. Oh, great! Then out with the old, in with the new. GNU. Outstanding. Well done, Mr. Badger. What question are we on now, or why are we here, or what? Both. <laughs> I'm here because this is uh, my favorite convention, right? Uh, but uh, talk. Uh, I like Tyler Hudak's talk. I learned uh, some tidbits there that'll help me, um, you know, harden my defenses. I'm in IR, and most of IR is preparing for an attack. So I'll spend 95% of the time hardening the systems for uh, and and making our... Um, you know, log management, log correlation, uh, hardening the endpoints better to where when we do see an attack happen, then we know exactly what happened and we can contain it. So what so, was his talk on that you saw? His talk was on the uh, the things that came out in the Vault 7, how, you know, none of those things were new. In fact, one of them was from 1987, yeah. right? And so uh, one thing I took away was that I need to be looking for a uh, debug value in the registry under each process that potentially could run because malware could hide their persistence there. And that runs before any process, right, if that value is there, uh, among other things. So, yeah, good stuff. I've not made it to any talks either. Uh, I spent a lot of time in the social engineering village, especially during the phone calls, watching the other competitors. Um, saw a lot of really clever tactics and techniques for uh, getting uh, unsuspe- unsuspecting vishing victims to uh, sing like little birdies. But, uh, yeah, so uh, I'm looking forward to uh, Matty Stone's uh, Ida Pro with uh, Python Talk tomorrow morning, though. Very cool. So I, I saw Mick Douglas's talk um, today, and he got fired up. He's mm-hmm. he's really called like all-out war on pen testers uh, if you're in the blue team, and you know some of the stuff he was talking about with uh, you know making it easy to secure your environment. Uh, he added some new PowerShell stuff. He's really like you know waist deep into PowerShell. He loves that stuff, and you know he did our PowerShell class with us, uh, our six-week PowerShell class. Um, and he created something called Sideswipe, which allows you to watch for lateral movement. Um, you know, there's also some uh, configuration tools that he's uh, put out in, in, in PowerShell. But he's, I mean, he's just he's just knocking it out of the park. It was a great talk. If you get a chance to see that one, yeah. He, he will be giving a version of that talk that's a little bit more extended at SecureWV slash HackerCon. Well, when's that happening? And when, when is that happening? Uh, hey, where where's those cards? Oh, well, there it says there. The Ocho. I can't remember anything. Well, it says that HackerCon 8, the Ocho, is November 17th to the 19th on securewv.com. That's correct. That's in South Charleston, West Virginia. So Amanda will be there. So so one of the things I really liked about that was the the make sure you shake it up for the red team. Uh, The fact that the things that you've used over and over over time don't get better with age. It's just kind of like a standard thing. It becomes almost like a sandbag. And everybody knows it until the level rises. So you've got to do something new and interesting. Oh, yeah. Ah, boy. Uh, I think I've only been to, to two, two or three talks. 
And I, I would probably go with the PowerShell, Lee Holmes PowerShell talk. Yeah. Um, you know, I... I'm, I'm hoping I'm, uh, I'm about to go on a bunch of travel, so I'm hoping to uh, to to watch some of the other ones on on YouTube. But uh, I mean, there's, a, there's a whole bunch of look pretty good. So anybody else? All right. Oh wait. Oh, Next. Wait. Oh, go ahead, Ben. So All right. So, here uh, here he comes. The talk I got to today was by uh, Nick Carr and Sean Metcalf. And it wasn't so much a talk as, like, a long improv skit. They, uh, You're saying it had, like, interpretive dance? A little bit. A little oh. bit. There was some interpretive dance by, uh, I think the Sizzle was played by Daniel Bohannon. So there was some, uh, some cur- you know, rocking in the corner and, you know, shrugging and things like that. But you can, you can wrap up a lot, of, a lot of messages and humor, and they did a really good job of that. Um, and I hope I'm never uh, in the same room as the legal firm uh, Spectre, Spectre, and Ops. Because that was, a, <laughs> that was a, a bad situation that uh, this, this company found themselves in. Yeah, you know, it's funny. You mentioned improv. Um, we're told in the InfoSec community never to say no, which is something they teach you in improv. You never right. want to say no. You want oh. to kind of go with whatever it is. We're told so, this, oh, I, you're talking about like social engineering. Well, yeah, but I mean, if you take an improv class, the, the thing to tell you is no shuts down the conversation or, right. or whatever. So what you want to do is, you know, say yes and go with it, you know. And right. that's what we were told in... in, in is that how you ended up in Reno with those three dead hookers? <laughs> yes. And red card. Uh, and red card, thank you. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Carry on. Okay. Realize that William Shatner ascribes to the same concept of say yes... Apparently every job the guy's ever had, it's because they said, "Would you want yes?" and that's it, and he but just goes. That's well, how no, we that's... ended up with T.J. Hooker. So, yeah, but uh, <laughs> how else do you spend three years on the hood of a car? I'm just asking you. I was well, a, yeah. Uh, and I used course, to show cars you know off that. at car shows, so I Did ended really? up on car. No. Did you never know? I mean, yes. You could be wait. the human super chamois. I don't know. It's, it's your. If that's your you superhero no. name, that's your business. I'm not here to. Yeah. No. I'm, uh, okay. I didn't have the body for it. <laughs> All right, so one more quick question for me, at least. Since we got so many smart, experienced people here, one thing I hear a lot about. Where? Have you, have you checked under the bed? Wait, no, we're not allowed to do that. that there we go. Okay, you were saying. Avoiding burnout. Boy. Big topic. Hear a lot about it. Any thoughts? Oh, gosh. Well, I, I, we, did a, we, did, we did a talk with Megan and uh, Rando. 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 Okay, with uh, RallySec over there, and it, it was one of the highest-rated podcasts we've had, most downloaded. And he talked about burnout and uh, mental mental issues and depression that you know affects a lot of us, you know, because we often you know can't talk about a lot of what we we do with NDAs right. and what have you. So we can't even share that sometimes with our own family, or they don't they're not in infosec, so they don't understand. And, it, and this is one of those industries where you know this is why we have DerbyCon because we're all in the same boat, very leaky boat. You know, where we're all holding on the same damn door. She, you know, she needs to get out and share the door. You know what I'm saying? So, anyway. <laughs> she needs to share the damn door. Jack, would you There was live. enough room. You shut your face. It wasn't face. a door. It wasn't a door. Okay, anyway. get back on So, topic. yeah. I mean, you know, we, we like to self-medicate quite a bit. But, you know, it's just good to get here. It's cathartic for us to sit down and talk with friends and people who have gone through all of these things as well. So, um, you know, this is how we avoid burnout, I think, in many cases. You know, many of us go to a lot of cons. Some of us don't go to a lot of cons. Some of us, you know, I know Mr. Gretcher and I, 
Yeah, it's group therapy. We're having group therapy. We do right group now. therapy on podcast. You exactly. know, we talk about our problems before and after, and, and even during. So yeah, we're all a big support system here, which is why I think uh, DerbyCon is is what it is. And things like Black Hat and DevCon RSA can just you know bite my shiny metal ass. Thank you, and, Bender. And said. So yeah, I think that's why we we have these kinds of cons and our B sides. So you know, in local setting, we can also you know tell people that you know you're not alone. So. Also, Danny has a uh, Slack channel now. Right. It's InfoSanity. Right. Yeah, if you go to InfoSanity.org, um, Jason Street also has ironin.com. Um, there's a lot of really, really good researchers, you know, researchers. Right. What are the early? That have is spoken. It just, and is it specifically around like burnout and around? Burnout issues? and mental health okay. and lot, cool. yeah, stress and lots, lots of other things. D- different resources and how to handle it and... A whole bunch of stuff. Jack Daniel also has given a couple of talks on this topic with the same exact kind of uh, concept. Is just, you know, pay attention, look for your own signs of wear on yourself and on the team around you, and try to, to watch for people. Because uh, I can't recall who quite said it, but it was that you never know what someone else is currently battling or fighting or where they are. So kind of cut them some slack and, and maybe ask how they're doing and try to leave a little bit of room. Uh, and and it, that has been so true in so many places where uh, you see somebody who's struggling and, and, you know, instead of just saying, well, I'm glad that's not my gig, maybe maybe just offer to, it could be something simple, right? Okay. Hey, do you need a coffee? You, you need a break? Can, can I get you something? And Or maybe it's just getting a chance to step away. Yep. It depends on each person in the situation, or at and, least that's my opinion. And, you know, you want to be the kind of person, if you are the kind of person where people will come and talk to you about issues you know maybe you have issues yourself that you need to look at you know maybe I have lots of know. issues <laughs> i know oh, gosh you had so many issues you wrote a book hey, oh. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah we're, we're all ambassadors to our own individual you know um sphere of influence and you know we as podcast people are we're leaders in our community even though we don't like to say we're infosec leader rock star thought leader types but you know, people look to us for guidance in many cases. I mean, I don't... They obviously do, or we wouldn't get downloads, you know? So, I mean, people look at us and they go, Oh, you, you've done so much, you, you know, you've helped us learn so much, and, you know, we need to, we need to be cognizant of that. That's why we have guests, because we're not really leaders, but our guests are. Well, we amplify there the message. Go. Yeah. We Th- amplify the that's, message. That's the, the role we perform. It, it's it's the, that amplification and the right. ability to share... Because we provide a conduit, I think, at that point. At That's the reason that I, I hope Amanda so. I hope so. Come on my show, what? because I'm pretty boring. <sighs> <laughs> so I'm the, so. I'm the comedic relief for both of them. Yeah. <laughs> Does it work? Always, not always yeah, easy. it helps my anxiety just to fuck so off not, and joke about everything. It's not right. so, easy yeah. to get guests is one thing. So if I call Amanda, usually she's pretty good about getting back to That's me. That's because I always pick up. But <laughs> Wait, what, what do you pick up? That's there the are definite abuse problems, substance abuse problems in this industry. There's not a lot of... Hmm. Careful. Yeah. Uh, there needs to be a little bit more self-reflection <laughs> as well. I agree. But um, it's, it's difficult to step outside it's of yourself, a lot, isn't it's it? It's very hard. I'm getting it's, sweaty right now. Yeah, very. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, sus- substance abuse is a bit... I and mean, there are people who have... Not just alcohol, either. There's a lot of issues. Issues. And... Um, 
Except something on your way up. Can we say bye? Can we say bye to the quitter oh, over I there? To, I have to go because I have to judge. Um, so do I. Whose slide is it anyway? Well, yeah, I'm, I'm supposed to Uber back to my hotel and change. I'm at eight o'clock. I have to get ready. I'm so glad to meet you finally. Thanks for having me. I have to leave too. I'm humbled by the intelligence and talent in the room. We love you. And we can find you at Ms. Bat, right? You can find me at the Devil's Voice. Oh, <laughs> 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 well, they're a match set, ladies and gentlemen. That was well done. I always wanted to meet her. Me too. So, so one thing I'll say on the burnout is. That's all right. What I observed is a company will take most companies, and managers will take whatever you're willing to give. So you need to be very careful about what you give. Talking about me, <laughs> you're so vain. You think this podcast is about you? No. Don't you? Don't you? Don't you? Um. So, like, on the topic of burnout, something I found actually that it's not discussed a whole lot is actually fitness, right? So, I got out of the Navy. I'd been very active. I got started in InfoSec, and I sat and I gained about 50 pounds. Oh, yeah. And then I gained type 2 diabetes. Oh, me and, too. Um, Achievement unlocked. Exactly. So, finally, um, I've gotten a doctor that has additional research in diabetes, and uh, basically he's like, just get the weight off. Yep. So, yep. Uh, I took up exercise, and... Uh, I use I do Brazilian Jiu Jitsu now. Oh wow! Which is a pretty intense workout, but it's mm-hmm. practical. Um, since uh, we'll say August first, when I got back from uh, Vegas, uh, I went from two twenty eight to two hundred nine. Wow. So uh, my A one C is almost self regulated. Wow. So with that, you know, as an industry, uh, something I'm trying to put together would be like I'm jokingly calling it the Hackers Jiu Jitsu Network. But basically, when there's a con. We all meet up at a specific gym. We roll together. Nice. Spar. Uh, it's called rolling. And then move on. Okay. Um, but honestly, I can't stress fitness enough. I mean, I'm still fat. Don't get me wrong. But um, take some time for yourself because realistically, um, you can't work if you can't leave the house. You can't. Well, you can. But no, no, if, no. If, Seriously, if you're, if you're no, that's a good point. You, you, you know, need to take care of yourself because how can you help others if you yourself are right, sick right. to the point where you can't function? Exactly. Because you're, we, you're we, making a big assumption that I want to help others. Mm-hmm. <laughs> can I can I say something about that? I'm um, just I, I I mean it just looked like it, but I at one point was pretty overweight and I like I wasn't in high school and then I you know went to college and stopped moving. <laughs> and uh, the one thing that I found helped me, I lost probably about thirty pounds in like three months because. Uh, the one, the one thing that I, I say to people is find something that makes you sweat that you enjoy. Mess. Just do that. That's it. It's as simple as that. Um, stop that. No, stop I, it. <laughs> if that works for you, then that works for you. It still burns calories. <laughs> but, but uh, I mean, obviously, eating healthy helps. But at the end of the day, that's the easiest advice to follow. I think. Absolutely, because the the other side of that coin is uh, the weight loss is not solely from jujitsu. I've been following the paleo diet pretty closely. Uh, with some deviations, but keeping track of what we're eating. Because, I mean, when we're sitting there, oh yeah, we're sitting at our desk, we're chugging, you know, soda, we're candy, candy something Cheeto like dust. Right, Cheeto um, dust. You know, whatever. That's not what the kids are calling it these days. Well, I was referring oh, yeah. to the dust on the keyboard from eating Cheetos and Doritos to become the 400-pound hacker. Clean your keyboards, ladies and gentlemen. Exactly. I'm not kidding. That's actually one of those things that you don't think about. But let me tell you, that keyboard is frightening. Exactly. So just by giving up soda, shifting to tea and water, yeah. and eating better, I mean, I feel probably 10 to 15 times better already. Oh, yeah. Uh, and part of it's psychological. 
you know, I'm fitting into clothes I didn't fit into before. Well, also, you might feel physically better, even though, you know, okay, fine, so there's, there's, uh, it's just, yes, get out there and move. You totally agree with you. It's hard, though, because many of us are consultants, and, you know, we spend our time sitting in a silver tube that's blasting at 400 miles an hour up in the air. So, I mean, you get done after 10 hours of taking shit from people, and last thing you want to do is, you know, go find a nice meal. You're hitting a McDonald's or whatever, so. I'm doing lunges um, right now. In a way, you are. You got pants on, right? No, but I mean, it's you got to make cognitive choices, like you know, not eating fast food all the time, or you know, at least getting out of walking, or trying to you know, get together with local infosec, or you know, maybe gamify your walking. I started doing Pokemon Go and Ingress. Don't laugh. Well, it works. No, it works. Well, no, that goes actually I'm right back out to ten it. miles a day. You know, I mean. But so that's actually one of those other things I want to actually go back to with the burnout question. Is that all day long? It seems like. While we're going through the stress, we're actually picking up the stress. And one of the great things about actually exercising is it takes out the stress. So it gives exactly. that stress somewhere to go to leave. Exactly. And, and that's the th- isn't that part of the challenge? Absolutely. And, and you know, there, there's something therapeutic about doing jiu-jitsu and tapping someone out or choking them. <laughs> um, <laughs> but usually, usually well, something wait, that makes wait, you sweat that you enjoy. Wait, there you go. Wait. <laughs> Important thing with consent. With consent. Yes, it, it is Wait, always. Amanda, um, why are you laughing harder when nope, you said that? Nothing. I nope. just, I love. Um, Amanda, that's not jujitsu. Choking, and, um, choking and sweating. Choking yeah. and sweating. But, uh, but with that, you know, even with making food choices, um, there are better fast food choices than others. Like for example, with the paleo side, I'm limited to basically Panera, Chipotle, Zoe's Kitchen, and then like Knoxville actually has a paleo restaurant. Um, that's relatively fast. So, you know, you've got to limit yourself. Don't go to McDonald's all the time. Um, just make, well, exactly. Well, and isn't it also like every single day, every single meal becomes that choice? Like, like that's where the struggle is for some of us? Yeah. I know oh, absolutely. Yes. It's like down to that moment where I walk into the door and I'm like, you know, do I want the really comfort food thing or I know what would be better thing? Forget it. I'm stressed. I'm going for the, the not good choice. Oh, Absolutely. Peanut butter and jelly is just so easy to make when you don't know. <laughs> That is right. not a... Hey, I'm yeah, not knocking PB&J. Right. And, and then even with that, though, um, like, I'm not I, I'm not a celiac or anything, but paleo has me avoiding gluten. But something I'm doing is I'm specifically um, programming cheat days so that I don't get stressed out for the diet itself. Yes. It's like yesterday. I, I ate three slices of pizza at the break sec meetup. There you I'm go. Sorry. No, don't was be. Was a break set made up? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, I, I wasn't supposed moving to. Moving on, <laughs> moving on. Okay, so moving right along. I'm just kidding. Uh, so yeah, I mean, really, no, I was just kidding. But but yeah, I mean, with that, you know, if if you follow some diet, like whether it be paleo, um, South Beach, Mediterranean, keto, any of any of those, some are fad, some are not. Um, but if you follow them, you're going to stress yourself out if you don't just you know, break loose and have a cheat day every now and then. I have a wine diet, which includes drinking a bottle of wine every two days. Wow. It's fruit salad, right? That's a salad. Fruit salad. Yeah. It's you add fruit, it's sangria. Said, grapes of fruit. Have you ever <laughs> seen a fat French person? So, your sangria diet. <clears throat> um, no. So, honestly, don't you have to be really careful with, I mean, all kidding aside, like, there, there's, there's taking a break, and then there's breaking the mold. I don't know. I mean, there's got to be a limit. 
Well, there is. And I'm a type 2 diabetic. Uh, I'm on medication. I've tried to lose weight, and it's hard with two bad knees. I've yeah. walked more in the last two days than I've probably walked in the last six months. But the other thing, going back to stress, you have to do is find something that will relieve your stress. Mm -hmm. And eating probably should not be one of those things. There are better options, but sometimes they're still the options. And uh, alcohol sh probably shouldn't be one of those things. I, t I took up playing World of Warcraft. I mean, that's what I can like blow things up, kill yeah. things, hack oh, yeah. stuff. With and not go to jail without going to jail. Exactly. Not, not, not when they're mobs in a game, man. I don't stop to ask every bad creature that comes oh, up to I me do. in Destiny. I'm making a joke about it. I'm making them what, sign a release. What's this joke? What is this? What Humor? What? Consent is implied in the gaming. Thank, thank you. I appreciate you just playing into the whole thing. I'm yeah. like trolling him and he's like, no, oh, it's a joke. Hang on a second, squirrel. Okay, wait, you stopped just to look at your phone? <laughs> Sorry. Wait, what, wait, was wait, there something wait. special? No, Matt Perry apparently got an uh, interview about his, he's, he has a... Bill put his fidget. Uh, okay, okay, guys. Bill put his fidget spinner down, and now he just couldn't handle himself. Well, you had to talk about malware, uh, about ransomware, which was supposed to have been pretty good. So. Cool. All right. So, I mean, yeah, I think we need to, to wrap this up. I agree. You know, I we're, 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 really yeah, I got I got a judging I got to do no so. Way. Oh, You're judging the same friend. thing I am. At 8 o'clock, yeah. yeah. And All I'm right. competing, so, so you get to I'm judge sorry. me. We were told He's not rigged. to judge. Judging I'm is bad. I'm sorry, sir. I'm sorry. Um, so I'm, I'm Canadian sorry. That means I'm really sorry. sorry. Really sorry. Really sorry. Sorry, hey. yeah. sorry don't you? All right, so we're going we're gonna to finish up, and this has been a fantastic podcast. This has been, I think, a is tremendous a podcast. Yeah. So anyway, everybody has a show. Maybe we could... Tell everybody what their show is and what they talk about on the show. And then we'll finish it up. We'll be done. Starting with the godfathers of the podcast here. Hello, baby. <laughs> this is Jerry with DefensiveSecurity.org. You can come and listen to us talk about recent breaches. And you know, maybe, maybe a joke or two about Amanda. About uh, or no, with? No. From? I was busy. What? I know. I know. I saw. <laughs> I saw. I see you over there on the bed. Oh, dear. Uh-oh. <laughs> okay, hold on now. Just keep it moving. Wow. That's all right. All my, all my okay. Twitter <laughs> So, <laughs> So, BreakSec uh, is at BreakingSecurity.com. That's B-R-A-K-E-I-N-G Security.com. Best um, podcast ever. Ever. Wait a minute. Ever. When you're on it, yes, it's the Ever. best. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, There's um, room for everybody. Nope. You will never be on my podcast again. Mr. Betcher, oh. Ms. Berlin. <laughs> Mr. Betcher, Ms. Berlin, Lies. and I, we try to educate people. Uh, we're not strictly news of the week. Uh, cover DLP soon. We, we cover some DLPs. We're going to get with the blockchain <laughs> dude over yes. here that's going to solve all our problems. Oh, we actually do some training. So we uh, we did some uh, training with Mick Douglas and them. And, you know, if if you want to talk, we're, we've got a Slack. So, um Go to BreakingSecurity.com. All that information's on there. And not just training. We do. I got one. Book clubs. Book clubs. Oh, book clubs. CTF, CTF clubs. Well, that's all on the Slack. And, and once they get on there, they'll find that stuff out. Listen shit to the show posting. to find out about the Slack. Oh, yeah. That's it, yeah. Oh, all right. So, you quit Slack. Slack. Keep it in the tweet. In the for 140 <laughs> seconds. <laughs> all right. I'm also from Breaking Down Security. You can catch me there. So that is it. He's the strong and silent oh, I don't partner. Need a microphone because I'm myself. He's already got his microphone. 
Um, I reboot it podcast reboot it podcast dot com I think anyway uh, so you can find me there and we are also on YouTube oh, wow. iTunes it's high class we talked about this earlier. I don't know. I do this for fun. I, I mean, this is as much as playing World of Warcraft. And that's the reason I'm like, I want to do a podcast, so I'll call Amanda. And uh, I'm bad at planning things that make me uh, happy, so I guess. So we might actually have to skip weeks, depending on what I'm doing. But rebootapodcast.com. Hey, and this is Ben Heisey with uh, Rally Security Podcast. Uh, Twitch.tv, Rally Security. You can watch us. Live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern. It's uh, basically live shit posting <laughs> <laughs> with a side of news nice. or whatever's going on. And I'm Sciatic Nerd or Stephen Bernstein from uh, actually both Dangerous Minds podcast, a DM podcast, as well as securityendeavors.com slash podcast. Appreciate you guys letting me come along and, and play here today. Thanks so much. I'm Joe Gray with Advanced Persistent Security. Uh, I basically roll solo and try to have guests on to talk about uh, whatever they really feel like talking about. I try to make it a little bit for everybody so everyone from the seasoned professional to the noob could get something from it. Um, It's on most of the platforms, uh, advancedpersistentsecurity.net. Yeah, I'm never buying a domain that long again. Um, (laughs) And, uh, um, yeah, uh, on Twitter at ADVPersistSec, I'm C underscore 3 P Joe and... uh, the show's not been published in about six or seven months. It is coming back, I promise. I'm working on getting like the four episodes recorded um, to get edited so they can get published. Did mine count earlier, or do I have to go again? Oh, okay, all right. Well, I'm Amanda, or at InfoSister on Twitter, and I'm on BreakSec. Uh, so I'm Aaron, uh, Inspector on Twitter with a three and an RE. Uh, I don't yet have a podcast, but something's in the works, so stay tuned. Wait, how'd you get in this room? I know people. Oh. <laughs> I, brought, I brought my own. Blockchain solves everything, man. And I'm Andrew Callett, also on defensive security, and I talk about Jerry's mom and llamas. Whoa, you do like to herd llamas. Awesome. So yeah, that was it. Uh, hope everybody... Uh, oh, sorry. He didn't want to... Come on, Jeremy. Just, um, at at uh, Cyborg uh, 00101. Um, uh, talking a lot of things. Um, Amanda Groupie. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, made to this room. Uh, but we, we do a lot of stuff within local governments, uh, from uh, government to government stuff. Um, so we're trying to get the word out there. Right on. Well, that was it for the third annual. DerbyCon uh, podcast with podcasters. Now you people get out of my room. Okay. <laughs> well, put some pants on, for God's sake. Uh, so that was it. Really Everybody be nice to one another. Uh, have a great week, and uh, we'll see all see you, you in our respective podcasts. Bye-bye. See you next year. Bye. Bye-bye. 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 Bye-bye.